In this episode, I'd like to talk about the Trump federal indictment. This was just announced a couple of days ago. But I think it's what is interesting again is to ask ourselves, why is this happening in this time in American history? And what are perhaps the deeper meanings here? I mean, it's easy to just look at the situation and say Trump is doing all these things, not particularly good, but uh, or he's accused of things that aren't good, but why are people covering him? Uh, why does America seem to need this kind of drama right now? It just really always goes back to the appeal of Donald Trump going back to the 80s, and then when he had his TV show, The Apprentice, why were people tuning in? What is it about the American character, uh, our culture, that finds people such as Donald Trump attractive? <clears throat> well, I've talked about this before and also in my books and perhaps an earlier podcast. They find him attractive because he's a billionaire, he's colorful, and uh gives a good interview. As I said in one of my books, this goes back to CNN's Ron and Barrett, perhaps put Trump on the map, what you, what, or probably the early 80s, when with the arrival of the Reagan administration, the uh, flamboyant businessman all of a sudden became a top media star. Think about it. In the 1970s, a man such as Donald Trump could not become famous. It all had to occur after the coming of the Reagan administration and just the whole emphasis on uh, the supposed reinvigoration of free market economics. In other words, the attempt to turn away completely from any further development of the American welfare state, which really has never been on the right course anyway, despite what liberals will tell you. But anyway, the perception in the mid to late 1970s was that America was on a course that uh, was not in alignment with American values, whatever that means. And in my devil's dictionary, that could perhaps mean that uh, Americans don't like to be on the course to fairness. They're not really to, they're not really out to improve society. Most Americans are off to their own self-interest, and they don't realize that if they would get more collective, uh, such as the Europeans have done they could each have a better individual life. It all just surprises me that Americans do not have the highest standard of living in the world, the highest quality of life in the world, but we still seem to refuse to change here. We refuse to put up that America is the greatest nation in the world. I mean, how are we measuring that? I think it mainly is because 
it's believed that we have the most powerful military in the world, and somehow each American uh, sublimates their own personal interest because they are part of the greatest military power in history. That may be true, but uh, look at the Ukrainian situation against Russia. We seem to be powerless. Because of Putin's threat to use nuclear weapons, we refuse to further engage in the Iranian crisis and resolve it. We are letting Putin tell us what to do, in effect. So anyway, getting back to the Trump indictment, I really don't see this going anywhere. Trump will continue to run for president He'll probably be the most popular nominee. I mean, potential nominee. He will remain at the top of the polls, and this indictment is only going to increase his popularity. But, again, we come back to that question. What is it about American culture right now that finds figures such as Donald Trump and Mr. DeSantis from Florida appealing? This is just total craziness. People that emphasize total irrationality are somehow getting this kind of political support. But when did this all start? Because crazy political figures like this never had broad support before Ronald Reagan. If you remember back in 1964... Barry Goldwater tried this, and, well, it didn't get him nowhere. He suffered a big loss to Lyndon Johnson. But somehow it appears that Ronald Reagan saw potential in that irrationality, and he rode that horse, and, and in the 1980 election, somehow Americans needed that. Reagan was obviously going behind the times against human rights, uh, just emphasizing anything that 20 years earlier, people would say, this is crazy. You, can, you should not be out there as a national leader. But somehow he was elected. And then that kind of craziness was continued with the election of George W. Bush, who uh, got involved in wars in the Middle East where we should not have been involved at all. The Taliban could have been controlled by drones. Any kind of terrorist camps that could have, al-Qaeda camps that could have arisen could have been controlled by aerial bombardments. But somehow America needed to strike back as a result of, of September 11th. And so uh, we just had someone, we needed someone to strike at. And same with Saddam Hussein. Uh, the reasons was that he might have been developing nuclear weapons, and, and it turned out all that was false. <clears throat> so I think it all comes back to, in the 1970s, America was just becoming too rational. It was attempting to make... Uh, 
fairness, its natural credo, by uh, giving, letting individual groups voice demands for their rights. And but America became confused by this kind of relativism. Uh, we wanted some more kind of simplistic reality. And then, of course, came Watergate when uh, the whole authority of the presidency was put under serious question. And, of course, people say, oh, Nixon, you know, he shouldn't have been there. He did bad things. But we had to put somebody else in. But really, what was affecting the subconscious of the, of the Americans was that this was the power of the American presidency putting it, you know, uh, in question here. And so we spent a couple of years putting reformers in Congress and the 1974 class of Congress and uh, then Jimmy Carter. And it turned out that Americans did not want that kind of, um, like I said, rationalism. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter's push for human rights was perhaps un-American. Then you put Ronald Reagan in and he gets involved in Central America and some other kind of things that uh, were obviously wrong. So the question is, again, this Trump indictment, uh, I really don't think uh, anything will come out of this and perhaps Trump will be re-elected re president again. But somehow America needs this because it, it really, all this is really as a result of the 2008 financial crisis, which put the American system of capitalism under very serious questioning. And so really all this whole Trump movement is just really to prevent America from going down the road of socialism. Trump is really a way to prevent America from developing the weather way other advanced nations have, developing a more comprehensive welfare state. Because somehow Trump convinced his supporters, mainly the working class, that uh, sure they felt economic insecurity as a result of 2008 financial crisis, but he promised them security by stopping illegal immigrants and stopping unfair trade practices or practices from China. None of these is the solution. The working class needs more welfare programs and they need to support welfare programs. Uh, they are a strange bird, um, different than the Europeans. They, uh, somehow are for the whole system, for elites, even though it's against their interest to be so, to do so. So it's a complicated problem there, but, uh, but that's what the whole thing is. 
with the rise of Bernie Sanders and he would never have gotten any kind of traction in 2004. But because of that financial crisis in 2008, all of a sudden people became listening to the message. They had to. Because remember back in 1980, Reagan promised that if we turn on the free market, then that would solve everything. But then what happened, beginning with the Bill Clinton administration, we decided that, well, it looks like economic growth is going pretty good. Well, actually, it wasn't. But um, since it's going good, why don't we try to turn up uh, the faucet a bit? And so they repealed the Glass-Steagall Act of 1933. And here businesses, I mean banks, be able to become investment banks again. In other words, they could speculate on the free market. And also about this time, George Bush decided, George W. Bush decided to emphasize his idea of the ownership society, that somehow people feel more pride in their community if they actually own their own home. So that led to lax lending regulations by the FHA and Fannie Mac and Fannie Mae, those uh, government-related uh, lenders, which led to the housing bubble. So the combination of banks being able to become investment banks again, not that hasn't happened since 1933, and then the repeal, and then the housing uh, bubble, uh, it led to that great recession of 2008, almost on the brink of disaster. So that was what has all led to, to Donald Trump and uh, just this right-wing populism here in some parts of Europe, in South America even. So in other words, to, to head all of this off, in the late 1970s, America should have re-emphasized social programs and, instead of taking the road down to Reaganism. And that was our downfall. That set the seeds for all what is happening today. So to get out of this, America has to emphasize that we are never going to improve the society unless we develop a more comprehensive welfare state. And perhaps then the working class would feel more secure and they would not turn to radicals such as Donald Trump or Mr. DeSantis from Florida. So... Uh, but why don't the working class, American working class, accept this? Well, there's a strange American resistance to what, but perhaps in the 30s, were called handouts. So Americans would rather work themselves to the bone and work a terrible job just so they're not as seen by other people as, as uh, getting a handout. So it's a terrible cultural problem. But, uh, but that is what can help us get rid of uh, the influence of political figures such as Donald Trump. We have to take away that perception of uh, people that are, have money are somehow important or better than other people. If we had a welfare state here, we'd still have rich people, but the, 
the total shine of uh, billionaires w would be taken away. And uh, ironically, each individual American could start to stand up for his interests. But that's all for now. But I hope you look more closely at this Trump uh, supposed indictment or and you can just trust me on this one. It's never, it's not going to go anywhere. The media has to play this out in order. The whole society is just trying to stop the evolution towards socialism, which I believe is necessary to improve American life. Well, thank you for listening. Bye.